Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We mentioned Devin Singletary's usage in week three uh, going into, well, after yeah, going into week three, right? The numbers might, going into week four, I'm sorry, but the numbers might not have, have been as good on paper. This week, the underlying usage actually got better for him. 16 opportunities, fine, but 87% of snaps, 76% route participation. This is RB1 type usage right here. The other backs are healthy, right? Zach Moss, James Cook, they're healthy, nothing wrong. But yeah. with this type of usage, it started in week three, got better in week four. He should be in lineups until this changes. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, we talked about how, you know, maybe James Cook could kind of separate himself, you know, over the offseason, but that's obviously not happening. And Zach Moss, he looked to maybe have a role in week one, but he, that hasn't come to fruition either. Devin Singletary's a guy that they have on the field, and that's, you know, what you want, especially in an offense quarterback by Josh Allen. Um, it was a negative game script for most of the game as they were coming back. So I, I don't think that his uh, targets got inflated too much. You know, he did have five targets, four catches. I think that his ceiling is higher than that in the passing game. Um, it was just an off day. You know, we were expecting fireworks between the Ravens and Bills. We didn't really get that. But um, for what he for the touches that he got, he was very efficient. And that's what you want to see. Um, if he scored a touchdown, we'd be talking, you know, serious fantasy value at this point. Um, and, and, that, and that can happen. That can come. But I, I, I like Devin Singletary usage that we've seen. You know, um, he hasn't had this kind of workload. and He's kind of capitalizing on it now. Um He's much better in the receiving game than we kind of pinned him for, you know, based on what we saw last season, which is and, and Buffalo believes that as well, right? Like they have James yeah. Cook on the roster right now, yet they, they're choosing to continue to use Devin Singletary. So they believe that he is the guy that they want catching footballs right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I, I I heard rumors about maybe you know uh, blockbuster trade moving Saquon to the Bills, but at this point, I don't think that's going to happen because they do seem happy and it just goes like a testament um to Devin Singletary actually you know maybe wowing the coaching staff there and it's not just that the Giants are three and one yeah right the Giants are three and one like they're not going to trade away Saquon when they're three and one I understand that you know like they're listen the Giants as long as they're three and one they're going to try their best to actually try to make the playoffs here right they're yeah. going to try their best to do it it's going to take a serious like fall off for the Giants um, even though they're they look absolutely terrible, their defense has been keeping them in games. Saquon mm-hmm. has been literally all they have on offense. So I feel like for, for them to trade <laughs> Saquon now and w- them being three and one, that's like a self implosion right there. So I, yeah. I I don't see that happening. If if the, if the Giants were one and three or zero oh and four, I could see it, but I, I I don't see it at this point. But I did hear that rumor though a couple couple I, weeks ago. 
I do think the Giants are a smoke three and one. I don't think there's much fire there, but that's just me. Oh, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I, this is an <laughs> Owen four team. Like this looks like an Owen four team to me. However, there's no way that 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 team. Like if I'm Brian Dable or if I'm their GM, there's no way I'm giving up Saquon right now. You no. know what I mean? I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying, you know, that Devin yeah. Singletary's there doing his thing. You know, it's kind of shutting that down. Good for him. It's a testament to him actually having faith in the Bills uh, coaching staff, which I don't think he had the past two seasons. For sure. Now, our boy, Khalil Shakir, sneaky waiver ad this week. Uh, yeah. You know, Jamison Crowder left the game. We I just got a notification saying that he broke his ankle. So mm-hmm. this is a, it's a bad injury for him. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie also left the game with a concussion. So, you know, Shakir was actually active this week uh, because who was it? Uh, who I think it was who was a uh, Jake Kumaro was it was was hurt. So he was inactive. So they activated Shakir for this game. Uh, yeah. He caught two balls on two targets. Uh, he might get some opportunity out of the slot in week five. And I'm here for it, man. Like, yeah. I, I think he has a serious future. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I got to interview him in the offseason, and I'm rooting for him. I think he's a good player. He was one of the best players that I, I've seen at the Senior Bowl, and that Senior Bowl included guys like Jalen Tolbert, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, uh, and he looked the best out of all those guys. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, if he was to get some opportunity uh, in Week 5. So for me personally, I'm picking him up on my waiver wires, you know, just to see what happens here. You know, Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie, though, I think long-term – can definitely you know benefit uh, from for with some extra opportunity you know given the fact that Jameson Crowder is now going to be out right so there's a possibility here that McKenzie ends up being their full time slot guy number one number two now Khalil Shakir is going to be the one pushing for snaps ahead of Isaiah McKenzie right out of the slot so right. I think both of these guys uh, you know McKenzie obviously has to be rostered Shakir is a prospective ad and a potential play in week five. Uh, but he's somebody that long-term in a deeper league, 12, 14 team league could potentially push him more, push for some more snaps going forward. I, I just think that Shakir is going to end up being a better wide receiver than Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, he absolutely could be. Um, you know, you said you're a big fan of Shakir and we, we did a little coverage on him. You talked pretty highly of him in your rookie kit that we did. Um, you know, he showed up. He, he did what he was asked to do. The volume wasn't necessarily there, but what do you expect? You know, he's coming in uh, halfway through a game and, you know, getting the snaps. He got more looks uh, than I thought that he would, especially with Gabe Davis in the offense. Um, going back to, you know, Gabe Davis, you know, I could talk about Gabe Davis all day, just how it's infuriating. But, um, you know, Isaiah McKenzie now looks more of a, like he looks more like a better fantasy asset at this point than Gabe Davis because Davis just has been quiet for as many weeks as he's been in, except for week one where he scored the touchdown. And that, yeah, I guess you could say that's what we expected with Davis. But my, my kind of takeaway is unless things turn around quick, you know, he's going to kind of find his way to my bench. And I know as soon as I put him on my bench, he's going to have a big game. But um, right. this is the volatility you signed up for. Uh, <laughs> the underlying usage kind of indicated that this would be the case. Um Isaiah McKenzie is, I think, wide receiver two right now, even over Gabe Davis in Buffalo. Crazy, right? Like, that's yeah. crazy right there. Like, uh, Gabe Davis this week, man, 9% target share. 9% mm-hmm. target share in week four in, in, a, in, a, in a matchup where you thought that he would take advantage. Now, the weather wasn't great. He was coming off the ankle injury. But he did play, if I'm not mistaken, 
He played on 100% of snaps. He ran a route on 100% of dropbacks, one more route than Stefan Diggs, and he yeah. couldn't get targets. Um, that is tough. That's tough to fathom right there that he w- can't even get more than three targets in this game. So really yeah. disappointing from, from him. You know, it's really hard for to take him out of your lineup because you know the upside that he presents. Like that that game in the playoffs is like literally holding everybody hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Gabe Davis, you know, like here, you better keep him in your lineup because you never know what kind of game he's gonna have. Uh so you know, it's interesting. You know, we'll, we'll break it down. You know, let's hope that a lot of his target share inconsistencies over the past couple of weeks has is injury related. Uh maybe mm-hmm. that he's on the field as a quote unquote decoy. I don't know. That's probably best case scenario here. I'm probably reaching. But yeah. we talked about this, right? Guys who don't earn targets usually don't magically start to earn targets. Um, and, you know, it's one of those situations where he might end up being that guy. Now, I, I think I'm going to give him a little bit of benefit of doubt. He was banged up. Boom. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens this week. Let's see if he gets some full practices in. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he ended up playing on 50% of snaps this week, 13 carries, five targets, two touchdowns. He was still splitting with Justice Hill. He saw four of uh, – Dobbins saw four of six goal line snaps. They still split there, you know – he split non-goal line short yardage snaps pretty evenly. At least he's making some sort of progress, right? I think he'll be a low-end RB2 for me next week. He will be touchdown dependent. Uh, but getting yeah. five targets on top of his 13 carries, that's something we'd love to see continue. If it does, this won't be the same old Dobbins that we've seen in the past. Same old Dobbins. I don't know why I said <laughs> it like that. The dude's a stud. But I just yeah. want him to get some opportunity, right? Coming off the ACL injury also, pretty bad injury. Uh, but when Gus Edwards comes back, what is this going to look like? I mean, he's already splitting with Justice Hill. It's possible that it gets better over the next couple of weeks, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, honestly, for me, this is a situation where I'm actually looking to potentially sell. I'm looking to see if, like, hey, like, what is the scenario? You know, what is the best case scenario for J.K. Dobbins here, right? Is he going mm. to get to a position where he's going to be seeing 60% of snaps and getting every goal line look on this great offense? Maybe. But is a is a possibility that he doesn't, right? So there's a lot of people who lost J.T. this week, potentially, you know, Javante Williams, right? I'm looking to see, mm. let's see what they're willing to pay. Uh, after a two-touchdown game from J.K. Dobbins, a very young player that a lot of people are excited about, and there is this mindset this this um potential that he's gonna it's gonna get even better for him right yeah. moving forward as he gets so, more healthy yeah as he quote unquote as he gets more healthy so like you know if that's the case i want to see what i can get for him you know what i'm saying i want to see if i can mm-hmm. get a wide receiver one back you know with a package for for jk dobbins you know what i'm saying like put, add something to jk dobbins and see what you can get so i'm gonna mm-hmm. try it out you know is he's i'm not saying he's a must sell but like you know, I want to see what I can get. Whenever you have these weeks where you know, a player scores two touchdowns, you know, where you're normally, you know, they score if they're scoring, they're usually scoring one. Just to see what just to see what happens. Just to see what you can get. So you can avoid there are a huge range of outcomes for J.K. Dobbins. So for me, it's just like avoiding the potential negative outcomes for, for J.K. Yeah. Makes 100%. sense. percent I, I I think, you know, seven times out of ten, I see J.K. Dobbins kind of, you know suffering from the workload problems that I anticipate in Baltimore's backfield. The talent is there. I'm not betting against J.K. Dobbins' talent. It's right now. I, I don't know. I think this looks a bit like overproduction to me. He did have 13 carries. You know, he did get technically the majority of the goal line snaps, quote-unquote. But I, I think it's overproduction at this point. Um, Lamar had an off day. 
you know, I, you don't want to pin it all on Lamar, but Lamar's been very good through the air. And today, not today, yesterday, he was not. Um, if those touchdowns shift back to the passing game, you know, we could see more uh, underwhelming performances from J.K. Dobbins. And like I said, don't want to bet against the talent. I think he's very talented. I think he has a bright future. But as of right now, the workload is split just a little bit too much against my liking. I think if you can sell, like there's no, I'm not saying there's no reason not to, but um, you're not going to be hurt if you do. Rashad Bateman has a foot injury. Uh, he was seen in a walking boot after the game. We'll continue to yeah. monitor that. We'll be, we'll be prepared for him to potentially miss next week. I think he only played two snaps in the second half, uh, which is probably why he didn't do as good um, for in your fantasy lineup. But right. if he is out, I think Devin Duvernay, uh, he is the biggest beneficiary uh, if Bateman misses. And then Demarcus Robinson would be the guy, uh, the next wide receiver up, who's going to be playing uh, a full route participation. Those are the main two guys that who are going to be on the field, most likely, uh, if Bateman misses. Michael Gallup yeah. uh, returned. Uh, he ran around on 83% of dropbacks. He did end up scoring a touchdown on only two targets, but, you know, understandable given the fact that Noah Brown has been around and Gallup hasn't. Uh, but mm-hmm. I expect that to change. You know, I think, you know, so looking at the numbers here, Gallup did end up running more routes than Noah Brown. That's a great sign for him in his first game back. And that touchdown, you know, should be a little bit of a boost of confidence for Gallup uh, and oh, his yeah. return. So I think there's going to be some games where, you know, Gallup kind of goes off in, in this in this lineup, and hey man, Cooper Rush, three no, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not very fancy related. You know, Cooper Rush is doing very well, but um, the thing that I keyed in on most was that Cooper Rush stone to CD Lamb and giving him that you know continued target share week in week out, and CD Lamb is kind of you know producing at that high level. Michael Gallup, like you said, he only got three targets, but imagine when Dak comes back, and I'm not saying that like Dak is like you know. Oh, yeah, Dak is the best quarterback. He's going to be an automatic boost for these guys. But we know Dak likes to throw to Michael Gallup. So if you have Michael Gallup and he, he just scored a touchdown with Coop, Cooper Rush in at quarterback, you know, I, I'm feeling fantastic moving forward with Michael Gallup, especially as a wide receiver three. I, I deploy Michael Gallup in my lineup the same way I deploy Amari Cooper in my lineup each week um, when Dak comes back. As of right now, CeeDee Lamb's the guy with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to take it too far away from Cooper Rush, you know, give him his flowers, you know, he's doing very well. But, um, the big thing for me is that he's kind of brought the Cowboys receivers into relevance, even Noah Brown, like he didn't have a bad day, but, um, I, 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 I think Noah Brown's going to kind of fade out unless anything would happen to Michael Gallup again. Um, we know Michael Gallup is a little bit tricky. He does get injured. He tends to get injured, uh, relatively easy, easily. He tends to miss games, but, um, you know, Cooper Rush has probably been a good streamer for you this week. Um, Michael Gallup, you know, very, very high um, thoughts thinking of him. He's very he's trending in a positive direction. <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Uh, 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 nice job closing that one out. Um, yeah, yeah, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Jahan Dotson uh, has a hamstring injury. Uh, keep an eye on that. Carson Wentz. Uh, would take a slight hit, I think, if Dotson misses this time because, like, he's caught four of Wentz's eight touchdowns this year. Uh, yeah. 50% of his touchdowns went to Jahan Dotson so far through four games. Uh, one would hope that if Jahan Dotson does miss some time, which I'm, I, I think he will because he has a hamstring injury, one would assume that McLaurin, you know, he's been a big disappointment for fantasy this year, despite the fact that he's been a baller. You would hope that McLaurin can get some extra targets and maybe some touchdowns and stuff like that, maybe, hopefully. Um <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. But but if you had Jahan Dotson, 
he's been doing his thing, looking like one of the most, you know, underrated rookies doing his thing. Somebody that, you know, if you listen to us, maybe he would be on your team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's also, you know, that, that with that same off- offense, I, I think it's time to offload Antonio Gibson if you can. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you remember, like, after week one, he had a big game. We told you to sell. You remember that? Uh, you know, a 20-point performance. That might yeah. that met quite the resistance when I was telling when I was talking about selling him it was like ah oh, like what are you talking about like he's gonna be great like now he has Jonathan Williams mixing in on early downs with him this week Brian Robinson is going to come back uh, soon potentially next week yeah. in week five it's very possible Gibbs, Gibson ends up being dead weight on your roster even if he is the one A in an early down committee with Brian Robinson with JD McKissick being the passing down guy. Like, that's not great. You know what that's going to look like? It's going to look like Rashad Penny like two weeks ago, you know, when he was getting yeah. like eight carries and didn't do anything for you, not involved in the passing game, that sort of thing. That's not what you want. If you can offload him and people still think that he could be this every week RB2, I would do it. I would do it now. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you said about people saying that Antonio Gibson, you know, they, you were met with some blowback because you said to sell Antonio Gibson week one like we did. But um, I feel like those people are probably the people that were setting him in their lineup and looking at him like a Jenga block. And just, you know, you pull a Jenga block out and you watch a tower shake and wobble and you hope it stays up. And that's kind of what's been happening with Antonio Gibson. That's I think that's kind of the way they view him and they're just happy to get the decent production out of him. Yeah. Nobody thought Antonio Gibson was going to do well um, this season over the offseason, at least before Brian Robinson was, you know, in that accident where he got shot. It's just terrible. But um, I, I think that we're looking at Antonio Gibson kind of going back to where we anticipated him being. Um, not to mention that Washington's offense has fallen off the cliff, off a cliff after since week one. Um, they've been in negative game script or not scoring very much at all. Granted, they did play against a good Cowboys defense, but, um, you know, I, I've said that Jahan Dotson was kind of my guy in this uh, receiving core. I, I wasn't a big fan of Terry McLaurin, but um, Antonio Gibson, you know, he's been getting some targets, but I, I don't think that's going to continue, especially with Brian Robinson coming in.